And, you know, and for me, when I'm thinking about the international community, um, you know, human beings are very, very good at being kind to us and horrible to them. And we're also very arbitrary in how we define them. Yes. Um, I think in international schools and in international communities, uh, they you have to set that aside. It forces you to set that aside. And it and we have such a great opportunity to raise people who can then be leaders back in their countries. Yeah. And I so I think there's so much um, that can be done to help uh, to lead the world in the right direction mm. if we have more TCKs uh, there to lead. And we have a there's a long history of great world leaders who were TCKs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Churchill was a TCK. Uh, Obama was a TCK. Yeah. Um, Moses was a TCK, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's a good list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah a pretty the good list, list goes a lot, a lot farther. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is interesting. And, and you do, you do kind of see, in a sense, the, the reasons for that, you know, or them being, able to rise to the occasion in that in that regard mm-hmm. so the opportunity is certainly there in the international environment and can be fostered and and i really really appreciate you articulating that are you living or coming from a multicultural or cross-cultural journey in this life have you lived abroad for an extended amount of time have you married into another culture or are a product of a bicultural relationship. Hello, I'm Mike Sullivan, and this is my TCK podcast, where we answer ridiculous questions like, where are you from? It's been amazing to listen in again uh, to Jacob spell out the development of TCKs. From a place identity perspective, Here in our bonus round, he spells out the five developmental milestones of TCKs in his research. And as an editor, I have the privilege to listen to this more than once. It's been good. But I want you to pay special attention to the end of this podcast. As Jacob reveals another project he's been working on and would like the podcast to perpetuate, and I have been glad to oblige... It's called Stuff. It's his effort to collect and aggregate stories around useless junk of an international life. Not useless to us, of course, as TCKs, as it represents parts of us, memories of the places we have been that remind us of our multifaceted and complex upbringing or just our life as a mobile nomad, as an adult, or both in my case. And his. It's priceless junk. And so is the conversation about it as Jacob and I wrap up our time together. Most importantly, the links are in the show notes and will be distributed on the podcast social media repeatedly. We would love your participation. Oh, 
let's talk about some of these uh, five milestones uh, that you talk about. Uh, five, I, I think five milestones of identity construction theory. Is that, is that yeah. what we're talking about? Yeah. So, well, going back to, to Eljati. Um, mm-hmm. So Dr. Eljati uh, constructed the theory of uh, place identity construction uh, theory. Now, for me, I'm not as well versed in the last two um, of them. The, you know, the, the five of them are a sense of stability, a sense of belonging, a sense of direction. Then because And those are the ones that cover the, the, the true TCK years because that is what covers mm-hmm. you through 18, right? Uh, then the sense of connectedness and sense of community, the last two are things that happen in adult years. So mm-hmm. technically those would be ATCK uh, stages. Got it. Um, so I and so, so in my research as a as an educator, I'm not really much looking at those, though they certainly are important to my life. Um, and and when I read through them, I go, wow, yeah, that that's, that's definitely that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, they came up with a uh, she came up with a framework, um, and she originated it. Then she had a co-author that did some of it with her, um, and. So the th- what she calls them is enabling modularities. I typically call them developmental mind- uh, milestones because modularities is, is a um, is a cognitive science term, uh, and Dr. Eljati is a is a psychologist, so that makes sense for her. As an educator, we would use the ter- use the term milestones. Um, so that's that what makes a little bit more sense for me. So I tend to think of them that way. Um, but really, it's a way for us to look at what is the what are the construction periods going through people's lives um, for TCKs because they don't have that grounded place, uh, that grounded stability um, that happens automatically for kids who don't live in transition. Um, so the first one is ages seven to nine. This is what we call the sense of stability. Um, kids are getting their understanding of the, of the world primarily through their parents and caregivers, right? So there, it's rules and patterns and norms. Um, it's the home environment. It's the early school environment. Um, and mobility complicates this, right? Because they uh, they might move. I, I think about it, Senator uh, TCK. They it's not uncommon for a student in those ages to move more than once. Uh, but even if they stay in the same place the whole time, they're still in in that um, interstitial space between their family's culture and the culture of the place that they're at. Um, the second one is a sense of belonging. That's uh, 10 to 12. Um, this is a place where they're finding touchstones of culture. Um, so things like culture, nationality, language, um, sometimes even their parents' career. Right. Uh, be, you know, you, it's very common, you know, in for kids in the living in their home culture, a lot of times they don't even know what their parents do. Um, but it's pretty common for TCKs for their life to be very fully wrapped up in their parents career. Right. Uh, well, whether that's like my case where my wife and I are uh, educators. And so our jobs literally define where, what country my child lives in and what school she goes to. Uh, or if you're talking about, you know, someone with shell or someone um, in the, in the military or, 
in in uh, in the foreign service, things like that. They're they're li- the kids' lives are wrapped into it a lot more. Not always, not in every not every TCK case, but um, far more likely than they would be if they were back home. So these kinds of things are real touchstones that are helping the kids have that sense of belonging. Um, and you know things like what countries have you lived in? What is your passport? Uh, what, where are the places that you have lived? Are, are the kids multi-ethnic themselves or are they a non-majority ethnicity from their passport country? These, these things all have major influences, uh, in this stage. Um, and I think a key to understanding this milestone is that they're searching for a cultural space, right? What is a, what is a cultural space that they can understand themselves in? Um, and then the last one that I go into depth with is a sense of direction. This is, um, 12 to 18. Um, so getting into our middle school and our high school years. Um, and that, this is where they start making sense of meaning. Um, you know, they're looking for, uh, you know, a sense of direction and guidance for their future. Um, you know, one element of this is their personal identity, uh, ide- ideology, right? They start developing this themselves. This is the stage where they go from their identity being totally in what their family is to start developing it for themselves, right? And maybe they do start having a different ideology than their parents or a more nuanced uh, ideology from what their parents are. Um, but Parents, schools, organizations that work with TCKs, these have massive influences on them at this point because they're looking at, you know, they're looking at, you know, in, in if someone lives in the States and they're about to go to college, they're looking at, well, do I go to a college real near here or one that's two hours away or um, a little farther? Um, TCKs are looking at what country do I go to? How do I get a visa for that country if it's not my home country, you know? Um, you know, what, what career am I going to do is becomes even more important, uh, because they don't have that sort of space to just be for a while, um, the way that you would, um, if you didn't, weren't in that international thing, you're looking at, you know, relationships and beliefs and, you know, um, high, you know, you, you know, your high school girlfriend, uh, you guys might break up because you're going to go to a school that's not in the same state. Well, what about if you're go- if you're from two different countries, uh, and uh, you know, it's the there's there's more complexities happening. I will briefly touch on the sense of connectedness and community, just because that's as kids are in their 19, 29, in that kind of area, you're getting that connectedness. Mm-hmm. So they're emerging into their early adulthood. They're trying to find what does social relationships look like for me. Right. Uh, and, you know, I think that being a TCK can be a very big um, thing that infects that a lot. Um, you know, you we talk a lot about the um, silent uh, minorities, right? So when, when a TCK goes back to their home country and they look like the people in their country, um, but they don't, feel the same. There's a difference for them culturally that their peers don't understand. Um, For me, that was 
uh, I, I, I hung out with all the international kids at college. Right. Yeah. Um, so my best friends were all not from the U S um, and everywhere I go in my life, I'm, I'm drawn to international people. Right. And then um, sense of community. Um, once again, a, an ATCK thing in adulthood, you know, how do you find a community and fully engage? And I think mm-hmm. it can be hard for GCKs to, to get that fully engaged status because you, you've grown up your whole life with this thing of, you know, like you said earlier, you know, I say, oh, I'm in Kansas now. And the anyone who knows TCKs goes, oh, how long are you staying there? Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, nothing uh, against Kansas. Because, everyone yeah, just, uh... Exactly. But there's nothing against Kansas because I could have said Texas or I could have said New York, you know, unless yeah. it was a place that is well known for their, their inter- you know, maybe New York or L.A. or something. You would have been right, like, oh, OK, maybe right. that's right. Um, so kind of find what does that connection look like and, and, you know, are, and what kind of decisions are you making about, are you staying in the same place or are you, you know, moving around and all that? Honestly, just honestly, just didn't my imagination didn't broaden to the to the sense who is exactly a TCK, <laughs> and it just started to get wider and wider. And then I suddenly realized, you know, every international school around the world is pumping out TCKs mm-hmm. in the thousands. Well, and, and sometimes <laughs> and they, they could call them TCK generators. They are TCK generators, <laughs> and so. <laughs> Getting in touch with you guys has just been, yeah, it, it's just been, I, I keep repeating this on my podcast. I got to stop, I guess, but I can't stop saying how wonderful it's been because for me, it's not only given me a chance to evaluate myself, my own identity, where I came from as a TCK, but it's also helped me understand the community better on so many levels where I fit in to that as well as a podcaster, as an author as an educator as well. So yeah, there's just been so many upsides to this conversation for me personally that I, I can't, can't, can't list them all in one setting. So yeah, it really, really has been good. Is there anything else that you feel compelled to talk about before, before we, well, if, if anybody's interested, I do have a little project that I have, um, that I have, Put together and would like to get uh, kind of moving. It's been a little back burner for me for a little bit as I was working on some things, but um, I, I actually um, I actually came across this idea. It was one of those you know you're in a meeting or something, and this idea comes. It was I was at a Figit uh, conference, and um, somebody was talking about in their background. It was it was they were apologizing for that. It was a little cluttered. Uh, and they just offhandedly mentioned that it was just that she couldn't unclutter it because it was stuff that she'd gotten from her travels all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that, that got me thinking. Um, and I think what I was thinking about was every one of those things has a story, right? Um, and, and the story represents you, um, uh, in in many ways, and so uh, I came up with a project that I call Stuff 
the priceless junk of an international life. Um, and in which I'm inviting TCKs and internationals. I don't care what, um, what label one would choose for themselves. Uh, if you're, if you're a, uh, if you're an internationally mobile person, um, and you, you probably have lots of, of, of your life story in, in things that you have with you or things that you've lost things mm -hmm. that you wish you could have kept. Mm. Um, and so I'm soliciting stories, um, for that. And so if anyone is interested in that, um, I'm hoping maybe you can link, I've got a, uh, a Google form. Um, <laughs> and I've got, I've got a poster as well that has, um, QR code and, and a link on it. Mm -hmm. Um, so whatever way you, you would want to share it, if, if you would be happy to do that, yeah. I would love to get some of those. And what I want to do is take those stories and turn it into a book about, about us, right. Mm -hmm. Um, about the stories that, uh, that make us, um, uh, seen through the lens of the, the things that we have kept and lost. That's really real. I mean, obviously things are already starting to pop into my mind as you talk. And the one story of loss that my wife doesn't quite understand <laughs> that, that, Having talked to all of you again, whether it's identity props, the different these different aspects, just put one story together for me. And this was when my mother-in-law threw out some posters that had gotten a little damaged or she thought were garbage. <clears throat> and just how infuriating that situation was and how even to this day, that is one of the things that I have a hard time turning, you know, like saying that no, you forgave her already for that, but the story keeps coming back and I couldn't figure out why I was just like, why Mike do these posters mean so much to you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it, not, it's not a poster. It's, it no. is the, <laughs> it's it not. is the piece of you that were attached to them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the emotion that just comes up bringing it up. It's almost a relief, though, to just understand that that's where it came from. Like, so being infuriated about it and not forgiving your mother-in-law, <laughs> you know, is one thing. But having the clarity to sit there and say, Mike, actually, the reason why it meant so much to you, you know, and it, it is kind of a, 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 like you said, a loss. And for mm -hmm. you to be able to do that is is really kind of refreshing in some ways. Still a loss, but at the same time, being able to put your finger on it and say, well, now I understand. How do I deal yeah. with that? And, and what can I do about it? I think uh, brings some sense of peace in my life. For yeah. that moment and just many others, I think. And why well, do I keep collecting things? Why is the most valuable portion of my apartment in every country I've ever lived in that shelf where I put the mementos that are mm -hmm. completely useless. Like yep. why, 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 why is this the most important shelf in? Mm -hmm. And then of course, going back to that other scenario, literally mailing it or bringing it back all the way back to the United States, knowing that my father will put it safely into a barrel or a crate that mm -hmm. 
barrels and crates that actually were ones that he used to cart his things all the way to Thailand. Mm-hmm. Not that many years ago. Why is that place a sense of safety? I mean, it all starts falling together, doesn't it? It yeah. really, really starts to to make sense. Well, um, let me formally invite you uh, <laughs> to to submit uh, that story uh, because that sounds exactly not, like what I'd like to um, to get in there. Yeah, it's not in my book, so it's, it would be an original. <laughs> I there you that go. is. I have to tell you, uh, Jacob, that is a very rare thing for me to say right now. I mean, because uh, usually the, the thing I'm saying to everyone these days, oh, yeah, that story is in my book. But that story is not in my book. I appreciate nice. that. Yeah, that's a really good project. And I will, yeah, I will let me know how I can better promote it in the future. Feel free to, to share it on any board. Um, it's it's completely shareable and mm-hmm. because then people can use either the QR code or the link in it. And get right to it. When I was sitting down thinking about talking to you, I was like, I think this is the right time to start promoting mm. this. Yeah. So I do have a couple of submissions, not many yet, because I've really not done uh, any promotion for it yet. Every person I've had on has at mentioned probably a piece of mm-hmm. them in some kind yeah. of manner. Uh, Meg Norton, who who writes uh belonging without borders she mm-hmm. talked about that especially she's just she's just like mike you know i i've literally just got boxes and boxes of things I, so this one here is this is a little knife i picked up this is i got it on my honeymoon um in bali and my wife and i were living in vietnam at the time we've since lived in china and malaysia and the states twice uh, three times um and this has gone with me every way. It's glued back together. It's fallen apart and been, you know, like it's, it, it's, it would not be a useful knife, but it will never not go with me. Um, yes, I have, uh, the stupid flashlight. <laughs> I have never put batteries in it and I've never used it, but this flashlight <laughs> has, <laughs> this flashlight has, has moved everywhere with me in this process. And so literally I'll be standing there saying, Mike, at this point, any logical person would have just dumped this into the garbage. But for whatever reason, you just keep bringing this flashlight around to every place you've gone. And it's just become this very strange memento of my, of my life. And uh, anyway, this is, this is really good, but and, and there's those things that you like, how did that, how did I not bring that? Or where did it even go? Right. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would have thought I would have kept that forever, but here I am and I don't even know where it is. Right. You know? Yeah. There, there's those things too. Yeah. You're suddenly thinking somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. And then in the night, there's just some kind of frantic, um, like fear or of, you know, and then you're just suddenly calling mom and you're like, Hey, did, did the box, I just, you said you cleaned out the basement. Did, did you keep that box that has all my Navy things in it? Or, you know, my, my journals from when I was younger. And, and by the way, feel free to do multiple submissions if you feel like, because what I'm probably going to be doing is chopping it topically, you know, the book. Jacob, I, I really do appreciate your time, your the expertise. Oh, it's, the, it's obvious that you are passionate about this in particular. 
the internet, I mean, I've gotten a lot more um, from you than I did even in our first talk. So this has been really good. It's obvious that you're passionate about the environment, uh, the well-being of, of, of children in the international community. And so it's, it's been a wonderful conversation. Thank you. Been a wonderful conversation with you as well.